was the first thing that you looked at when the Steelers schedule was released yesterday? First thing. Yeah. The opener. And then what? Well, how are they going to start? How are they going to start? What's going to define the season? How they start? How they start? Who are the games after that? You know what? That hasn't been how it's worked lately. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. The Steelers will open up September 12th in Orchard Park, New York, against the Bills. Just your basic standard Sunday 102 p.m. kickoff. And I'll be honest with you, I did that too. I looked at that and thought, hmm, Josh Allen in the opener, you know, Stephon Diggs after what Diggs did to the Steelers in the second half of that game up there this past season. Tough challenge, tough challenge. And then I started looking at the rest of the games like right after that. There are home games that follow against the Raiders and the Bengals. A trip up to Green Bay to face Aaron Rodgers, presuming that Rodgers is still there. And then two more home games against the Broncos and the Seahawks. And then a bye week. And I thought, all right, all right, there's the beginning of the schedule. Doesn't seem all that overwhelming. Buffalo's going to be tough. Packers are going to be tough. I don't know about the rest of these teams. I'm not looking forward to seeing the kind of damage that Russell Wilson can do if the defense isn't as stout as the Steelers would hope and expect. But it doesn't look like it's overwhelming. And then I stopped myself. I said, what are you doing here? You're looking at the beginning. The beginning's been just fine for these guys for a while now. The beginning in 2020 was 11-0. The problem the past three seasons has been not that they've faded in December. It's that they've collapsed. It's that it's gone very, very, very badly. And yeah, you can look at each individual season and come up with different variables. Most prominently in 2020, of course, Bud Dupree going down. 11-0 with Bud. 1-5 1-5 and post-bud. But you can't condense it to just one player. You can't. You wouldn't be being honest with yourself. The team's maybe allowed its age to catch up to it in the trenches more than anywhere else. The team has maybe gotten excessively exposed along the way meaning strategically, and then not readjusted in turn. And by that, I'm principally pointing to the offense and what happened there last season. And the team's maybe just not all that young. Remember that before these past three seasons, the Steelers had the exact opposite trend. Remember raising hell in December? Remember that? They would win four or five, six games in a row, and they were feeling it, and they're going to the Super Bowl and everything else, and then they ran into Jacksonville and Leonard Fournette, and, you know? So this regular season late nosedive thing is a reversal of what was there before, but it's also very real. So let's do that. Let's look instead 
at how this finishes because that paints a very different picture. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who've filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG are AV-rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or call 888-842-5454. Here we go. After the bye week at Cleveland. I don't think as much of the Browns as a lot of people do, but I don't think that'll be an easy game. Then they come home against the Bears and the Lions, and that sounds like, all right, you know, (laughs) let's have some Bears and Lions. And then there's a long flight out to L.A. to face the Chargers, and this time it won't be Duck facing the Chargers in a high school stadium. The Chargers actually have this gazillion-dollar palace that they share with the Rams now called SoFi Stadium. I actually was able to check that out a few days ago from the outside whenever I was uh, out in California covering the Pirates. And then... And then things get real. Let's presume that the Bengals are at least going to be, you know, competitive, like annoying. Can we do that? Meaning that Burrow will stay, Joe Burrow will stay healthy the whole way. You got Bengals. This is in Cincinnati. Baltimore at home. At Minnesota. At home against Tennessee. At Kansas City at home against Cleveland, and at Baltimore. Uh, That's the story. That is totally the story with this schedule release. It's as if the NFL schedule maker, which already, by chance, by computer model, whatever, gave the Steelers the toughest schedule of any team in the National Football League. Their opponents have a 547 winning percentage. They also said, you know what? We're going to throw all these at the end at you. We're going to throw almost all of your toughest games right here in a row, right at the point of the season where you have stunk for three years in a row. That's, That's what was determined here. Again, by chance, I'm sure. That is that is intimidating. That is something that should give anyone pause for getting super excited about 2021. And if you want to look at it from the positive standpoint, and I being a positive person will happily embrace this scenario, the Steelers are going to have to use this pre-bye week time to become a very good football team within the context of those opponents. Not a good football team, a very good football team. And that doesn't mean they're going to have any kind of, you know, cakewalks in there, certainly not at Buffalo and at Green Bay. But there's six games before that bye week. 
And those six games have to represent something of a launching pad. It can't just be about piling up wins, although those are nice. But it can't be like what last season was. The Steelers had a handful of convincing performances, if even that, out of that 11-0. But they weren't getting better. They weren't addressing problems. In fact, the further they went into it, the more those problems became exacerbated. They have to get better through this stretch and then enter the bye week and then just take off. I don't know if they've got that. I really don't. I don't know what kind of impact Najee Harris is going to have on this offense, never mind all the other variables and stuff that we've discussed. I don't know how this defense is going to overcome the loss of Bud and Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton. But that's going to be the period where you need to figure it out while getting wins and while getting better. Because when you get to this murderer's row here, Toward the end, I'm going to read this off to you again. This is after at Cleveland, at home against the Bears and Lions, and then out in L.A. against the Chargers. You go with at Bengals, and I'm including that in this group. I'm sorry, I'm not. I, I think the Bengals are going to be the last place team in the AFC North, but I don't think a game at Cincinnati is going to be easy. So I'm going to start with at Bengals, at home against the Ravens, at Minnesota. At home against Tennessee, at Kansas City, day after Christmas, by the way. At home against Cleveland, and then at Baltimore. Can you imagine the kind of momentum this football team will have to amass in order to stay relatively successful through that stretch? My goodness. You know, there's times where I wonder about the scheduled release and whether it's overhyped and everything because you say to yourself, well, we already know who the teams are. You know, we even know if it's going to be home and away. There are very, very few actual surprises with the scheduled release, like the London games and stuff. But this is, this is a surprise. This one is significant. This one jumps out. As schedule releases go, this is one that really stands out for me because of the way this finish is put together. Well, it'll be fun, right? When we come back, just one question. Today's comes from Big Daddy. He says, I don't understand how the Steelers have the NFL's toughest schedule and the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers have the fourth easiest. How does that happen? It's actually pretty simple. As I kind of hinted in the opening segment when I said it's a it's a computer model, but it's also got a little bit of chance thrown into it. The NFL has what are called parity games, and there aren't that many of them. 
So when you have a 17-game schedule, without getting into all of the super intricacies that go into this, a bunch of them are already set. Okay, You have your six games against your divisional opponents. Your division lines up against another division. So there's four more, and now you're at ten. From there, there's two other games that get assigned a certain way. Then there are a couple of parity games. Those are the ones that get split up and spread out that are kind of random, where there isn't really much of a pattern to it. Same thing goes with Seattle. Seattle is the 17th opponent, if you will, even though they're not that way chronologically on this schedule. They were the last one added. So only a very small portion of your schedule is the parody portion of it. From there, if you've ever looked at one of these strength of schedule charts, what you'll find out is that there's almost no difference. I mean, you go from 1 to 32, and you'll see a very, very, very narrow margin. But because it's the NFL, and because of all the money that gets invested in gambling, a big deal is made out of it. Hardest schedule in the league. You know who had the easiest schedule in the league last year? Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So nobody's getting jobbed here or anything. It's just kind of how it works out. What truly makes strength of schedule or ease of schedule is whether or not the other team's quarterback is healthy. Let's be honest here. Because if you go back to the Steelers' schedule last season, which was already deemed to be the easiest, and then you factor in, all the quarterbacks they didn't face along the way. And then Saquon Barkley getting hurt in the opener, and then they they were given a lot of breaks in 2020, a lot of them, as it related to the opponents. I understand none of these have anything to do with the schedule. I'm just trying to lay out what actually strength of schedule and ease of schedule means. When you go into a given Sunday, you're looking at the injury list and you're seeing who those other guys are missing. And if they're missing their quarterback, they are in deep doo-doo. Doesn't matter what their reputation is. Doesn't matter what they did last year. Doesn't matter the rest of the roster. If they don't have their quarterback, they're likely not going to win. So the strength or ease of the Steelers' schedule overall, meaning from the opponent's standpoint in 2021, we're not going to know until the Thursday or Friday before a given game. We're just not. We're just not. I know it's fun now, but it really doesn't mean all that much. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. If you want to leave a question for Just One Q, by the way, you can do that by going to DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that houses this podcast and leave it right there in comments. There's a really, really good chance I'll use it because I go through those pretty steadily.
downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.